Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What do companies you do business with as a consumer do with the data they collect about you? Do you trust the companies with your information, right? I mean, you they get your info. And then, do you have any idea what they do with it? Do you trust them to treat it properly? Do you worry about hackers accessing your information by breaking into computer systems of those companies? How do businesses propose to use your information going forward, and will they do so to customize your consumer experience? It's a fascinating story. 4,300 adults in 15 countries, including Canada, were surveyed by analytics company SAS for their views. 64% of Canadians have concern about what companies do with their personal data. 24% feel they have no control at all over what businesses do with that information, while 13% believe they have total control. That's very interesting. And uh, I just find this really, really fascinating stuff. Uh, Raj Wilson is the Global Customer Intelligence Director at SAS. He joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Mr. Wilson, thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate the opportunity to share. What was the rationale behind SAS conducting this study about customer data privacy and security? Well, I think uh, over the last number of years, uh, clearly I think everyone, Canada, throughout the world, uh, has been reading news around data breaches, everything from financial data, breaches uh, in retailers, uh, loss of uh, medical records, and certainly uh, NSA gate uh, didn't do a whole lot for, for that as well from a notoriety perspective. So I think there has been, uh, not just from a brand perspective, but I think consumers have now grown more aware of uh, the vulnerability of their data. Yeah, because when, when something, when a, when a bank, for example, is hacked, when some organization that we consider to be ultimately secure and beyond hacking, when they're hacked and they have our information, we start, I mean, I, I sit straight up. And I pay very close attention to what the rest of the story is going to be. And the rest of the story often appears to be the next story. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I've been thinking about financial data, but think about this. that Literally today, there are about 1.5 billion mobile apps that are available and it's wow. growing. A third of all the web traffic today is to mobile devices. Now, so think of the data that people are intentionally or unintentionally sharing. Uh, besides their maybe email addresses, could be birth dates, could be other kinds of data. Yeah, exactly. You say 1.5 billion? 1.5 billion mobile oh, apps and growing. So I suspect that my questions and concerns about data collection by companies would be shared by most people. As a consumer, I'm interested in the data being collected about me by companies I do business with. And then I want to know what happens with that data. And SAS, your company, found that 38% of Canadians do not believe their data is secure with the companies which collect it. And that sort of takes us right back to what you were saying. Would you speak to that? And does my interest in data collected about me uh, by companies I do business with reflect what is key uh, to most consumers? 
Absolutely. Actually, the interesting thing, there's a very interesting tension going on, certainly you know, from the Canadian data, but I think it's very reflective globally. On one hand, there's a high degree of uh, concern around data collection and, and whether that data is used properly. However, at the same time, consumers are demanding more personalized, more individualized experiences from their brands, whether it's a retailer or a, or a bank or, or whatnot. So, you know, you're, you're in this tension where, you know what, I'm worried about my data, but in today's digital world, I expect my brand to really personalize and know me really well in order to keep my business. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I went to the bank and I was standing in line. It's interesting how they have five, uh, five teller stations and one teller working, but... Uh, there was there was all this information that was in front of me, all the bank's um, written pamphlet information. They still do the hard copy stuff. And I was looking at them, and I thought, none of this, literally none of it, is of interest to me. None of it. Yeah. So, so I mean, th that speaks to what the, what, the, what the businesses need to do, and that's what their objective is, I guess, at least in part, with the information they get, so that Roy, when he goes to the bank, sees something that this bank will be doing that is of interest to me, which, which, which motivates me to do more business with the bank, which drives their bottom line. Absolutely, and I think at the end of the day, it, it becomes a value equation, right? Consumers today are willing to impart more of their data if they know that they're getting value in return, and that could be personalized offers, but more than that, a, uh, you know, more value in terms of you know, how is, are your products and services serving my needs right, as an individual or even as a household. In Canada, your survey found 64% of consumers report concern about what businesses do with their personal data. That's a smaller number than I, than I would have expected to see. That's true, and actually the interesting part is, uh, you know, they're still, from a global perspective, the numbers do peg nicely, but I think from a, the Canada uh, statistics are, are really interesting because uh, at the same time, the propensity, the willingness uh, for Canadians to provide information is actually higher than the global numbers. Uh, let me just give you one example. Uh, one of the questions we asked was, we have the range of information that consumers are willing to provide for everything from an email to your name to your birthday month, all the way up to your credit card information. From a global number, 5% uh, would be willing to provide credit card information in exchange for personalized discounts or coupons on a regular basis. Now, the Canadian number is uh, 6%. Here's another one. A uh, global number, they're willing to provide uh, credit card or financial information for uh, discounts that apply to future purchases, Canadian number is 11 as opposed to the 7%. And uh, all the way throughout, you know, as we, we have seen, as we looked at the numbers, uh, there's, a, there's a greater propensity for Canadians to actually impart a little bit more about themselves in exchange for really personalized, more individualized interaction. So if I go to my car dealer, and uh, and I want certain something available to me down the road, terrible pun. Um, and and I and I have to provide some information about me, some data about me. I will at least a part of me or a part of the percentage of the group in that dealership is going to be satisfied or happy to give personal information to that dealer, knowing if they know that down the road what they want is going to be available to them because of what they. Provided that is correct, absolutely. And I think the other thing too, the appeal of uh, these kind of messages, uh, you know, from a 
from a global perspective, you know, a loyalty card, for example, right? You know, globally, all respondents, there was about 51% who said that that is very appealing. If, you know, if I'm going to exchange uh, information that I can get these loyalty programs or a spe- very specialized treatment. Yeah. Uh, now, the Canadian number is 68% of Canadians are willing, are expecting, uh, you know, that sort of uh, loyalty, you know, kind of messages. So we're pretty mercenary people then. You know, I can see, I think you're very trusting. <laughs> but I think trusting is in, in, in a very informed way. I think there's certainly an ex, a high, I would say, a high consumer expectation in terms of, listen, if I give you this information, I better be expecting a very unique, a, a very personal experience that is valuable to me, yeah. right? Helpful to the business, but certainly has to make, uh, has to be valuable to, to, the, to the individual. Boy, when I think of where we were 20 years ago, the learning curve has been extremely steep. Yes. For everybody. For everybody. Because, again, as we go back to those digital devices, uh, most people, when they think of data breaches or uh, vulnerability in their data privacy, is typically related to the PC or even a laptop. And now, let's add things such as smartwatches, you know, Fitbit. You have these uh, monitoring devices you put on, you know, to, to that broadcast health information that you then post on social media or Facebook. Now, all those things are not, uh, you know, I think the consumers have to make this connection that there's also data there that is being shared. Uh, sometimes in not very secure platforms. You're not mm-hmm. sending it to a doctor, right, or a medical institution. You're sending it to a social monitoring app. Mm-hmm. And so I think you need to broaden this notion of data privacy and, and what uh, all the implications behind that. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue speaking with Mr. Wilson Roger about uh, what they found out at uh, at, at uh, SAS. For example, you'll find out who among Canadians are most likely to have issues with how their personal information is used. Um, you know that your personal information, when you buy something, there's some part of you that's going to be shared. And does it stay with that one organization? Does it continue to be shared? Likely it'll continue to be shared. But as you just heard, a significant percentage of people, particularly in this country, feel that it's worthwhile. So I'll tell you something about me if I get something out of you down the road or immediately. And this is sometimes from people who wouldn't give you their postal code if you asked them for it. But if there's a little bit of a carrot at the end of the, um, you know, the, end of the string, well, I'll tell you what you want to know about me. We'll come back. Stay with us. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. You can listen back to anything we air on this program anytime you choose at RoyGreenShow.com in the podcast. Just go and check it out and download it and do whatever you like with it. It's all there for you at RoyGreenShow.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. I'm speaking with Mr. Wilson Raj, Global Customer Intelligence Director at SAS Analytics Company, and they've done an international survey, 15 countries, and um, surveying uh, people about what happens with their personal data, or what people think is happening with their personal data, and what they're willing to do in order to work with companies um, putting their personal data in play. Mr. Raj, you found that Canadians who are more affluent, female, over 40, are more likely to have issues with how their personal information is used. 60% worry about data collected by use of their smartphones or computers. There's less worry about in-store information collecting technology. Is that a, is that a demo, demographics reality? 
Yeah, we found that pretty much globally. I think uh, the notion is that women and certainly people who are more affluent uh, are more aware of the risks uh, in sharing data. So, so this is pretty consistent throughout. So when we're talking about data that they're sharing, specifically, what are these people worried about? What's the data that concerns them uh, that they're sharing? I think uh, it's less about the data that they're sharing and more about how that data is being used. That is really the conundrum here. So from a, from a consumer perspective, I mean, if you look at data, uh, you can look at the, the benefits. that uh, It goes across the spectrum, right? The data that will benefit the consumers purely and the data that will benefit the company in terms of how they would you know, monetize that. So uh, from the purest sense, the data that benefits the, the consumer would be used to improve the product or the service uh, and then you can take the next level and be able to facilitate really targeted communications and interactions. Now, when you move past that point, it becomes more of benefit to the company. This is where they start to, stand, to sell to third parties or to affiliates uh, in order to you know, make money off that data or also maybe to share that with their partners. And that's a, a fine line there. So I think uh, looking at the whole continuum from how this benefits the consumers purely to how it really benefits the brand purely. And there needs to be sort of a, a check and balance in terms of how uh, that data is being used. It is a fine line between a company sharing your information with another company and a company being hacked. It's a fine line for the consumer. And often That's I think right. that line might be blurred for the consumer if you were put it to them in those terms. And that is why I think you know, we have the obligatory data privacy uh, you know, uh, uh, notices that you find right, whenever you click on those. Right. But sadly, the research shows that many people don't even read those data policies. Well, firstly, number one, the way that they're written, I mean, it's, it's purely legally. I mean, it's, big, and it's in tiny font. It, it, it runs for pages. People just click, I agree, uh, without really understanding the implications of you know, how those data, that data has been used by the business or maybe by affiliates. Yeah. Let's look ahead a little bit. Mobile payment options. Um, there's real privacy concern there. Twenty-eight. Only 28% of Canadians use mobile payments. Um, but that's going to change, isn't it? That is going to change. I think this number, and this is also consistent globally, I think most people are still connecting to a, an online payment system back to their financial institution. So now uh, you know, we have things such as Apple Pay, you know, Google Pay, uh, different kind of e-wallets, uh, and we'll see that trend, uh, you know, increasing uh, th throughout the years. And I think right now it's more of a top-of-mind issue where people are, are less aware or, or even, you know, thinking about it as, as, as terms of another potential data breach, right, uh, an element there. 38% of Canadians do not believe their information is secure, the data. 36% do not believe businesses are open with consumers about their policies in general. So we've reached that 4 out of 10 consumers having these concerns. Uh, let's, putting it all together, what we've been talking about in the last 20 minutes, uh, is, is that a, a major concern or is it just something that's manageable? It's just, just part, of the, part of the road trip, as it were. I would say it is a major concern for, 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 for businesses, certainly in Canada, and I would say apply this globally as well. For one thing, this tension this blurriness that we talked about earlier is only going to get more blur. It's going to get more complex. And I think the, the, the impetus behind securing data and wanting to be, to be used properly is only going to increase. So this now becomes a, a brand issue 
and I think uh, in the past, the whole, the whole privacy thing from a, from a business perspective has been more around compliance, around governance, right, around protection, around policies. But uh, in order to be competitive in the future, it's all about that trust and, and trusting in the customer experience. So I think uh, there has to be a rethink where brands have to now look at data as not as a, uh, a necessary evil or, or, or a, uh, something that you just manage for policies, but how do you turn that into uh, you know, a really exceptional customer experience by making that experience you know, trustworthy and, and building that, that trust with the consumer? Things sure have changed from the old Underwood manual typewriter days, haven't they? Absolutely. And the interesting thing is, I think the, the more trusted a brand is today, the more willing consumers want to share data. So it goes back to that, yeah. that exchange and trust uh, equation. Mr. Raj, I thank you very much for taking the time. It's fascinating stuff. I sometimes thought that if you find out a few things about my neighbor on the left of me and the neighbor to the right of me, by almost by osmosis, you're going to find out things about me because we live so close together and probably do similar right. things. We all thank, connected. Thank you. So, yeah, we're all connected. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Roy. It's been a pleasure. All the best. Wilson Raj on the Roy Green Show on the Coros Radio Network, Global Customer Intelligence Director at SAS.